The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Healthy Be Human podcast. My name is Callie. I'm your podcast host. I'm so freaking excited to have you here today listening. Wherever you are, welcome my gorgeous queen. I am so happy to have you here today. Today's episode is going to be actually a fire one. I'm so, so excited to have you guys listening to it. In fact, it is releasing a day early. That's how excited I am. And it's actually a little podcast swap. So we'll get more into that. But before we do, before we do anything, We always start things off with our self-check-in. So the self-check-in is just a time to take a pause in our day, see how we're doing, how we're feeling, and then continue on. So wherever you are, take a nice deep inhale through your nose, fill up your lungs with lots of goodness, confidence, all that good stuff, and then exhale anything that's been holding you back, limiting beliefs, let them go. They're not part of you. Release it, my queen. All right. Now, ask yourself, How am I feeling on a scale of one to 10? 10 being I feel absolutely amazing. One is I'm not doing too hot today, but that's okay. Get real with yourself here and then ask yourself a little follow-up question of why do I feel like this? Maybe something happened, maybe nothing happened. Just getting real, pinpointing it, and then continuing on. What is something you can do to make your day a little bit better? Maybe it's thanking God for the beautiful rain outside or listening to the full podcast or going on a little hot girl walk. Just thinking about the things that make you have a full cup because you deserve to have a full cup and I hope you know that. All right. Now, speaking of full cup, I hope your water is full because every episode we ask ourselves, have I drank water in the past 30 minutes? Even if you have drank water in the past 30 minutes, I challenge you to grab your water and let's chug our water on three two one cheers to hydrating our hot bods all right feeling hydrated feeling good one more question i want you to ask yourself what is something that i love about me taking a moment to be your own best friend you deserve to be hyped up by yourself and I want you to think about something and don't tell me there's nothing, nothing you love about you because that is a lie. I know there is something that you love about you. So think about it and yeah. Okay. <laughs> Quick little life updates. I hope one, number one, I hope you're feeling checked in. I hope you're feeling good after that self check-in. And if you feel like the self check-ins help you, you can always do these self check-ins yourself every day in your journal. You can ask yourself questions like this. Self-check-ins are just a really great great way to be like, okay, pause on my life. How are we doing? Seriously. Because sometimes life moves really fast and it's important to be present and mindful with how you're doing in the busyness of life. Okay. Updates, updates. They're going to be short because this episode is a guest episode and so our convo is really good and it's pretty long, but still worth it. Whoa, I just hit my hand on my desk. Updates, you guys. I am feeling amazing. Wow, we're feeling so good. I feel like today's been a bit of a moody roller coaster day. I'm getting my period in 
a week. So if you know, you know. If you're a girl and you know, we're up and down. It's a roller coaster of emotions. One moment I'm like thriving. I'm dancing to John's new mix that he made. If you didn't know, John is my husband. He's a DJ. He's like so good. Go and follow him everywhere on SoundCloud. His SoundCloud name is Gualz, G-U-A-L-Z. So a little shameless plug for my husband because he's freaking crushing it. And he made a really good mix and I've been dancing to it. That's probably why I'm so hyped up right now is because I have my salmon. I was cooking. I was jamming in the kitchen to super loud music. And now we're here. But before that, I did have a moment. I was like crying. And then the moment before that, I was thriving. And then I was feeling really weird this morning. Anyways, you know, we're just all over the place, but it's all good. We're doing good. I sound kind of crazy, but that's okay. Other updates, my mom is flying in tomorrow. I'm so excited. She is coming to go wedding dress shopping with me. If you didn't know this, I am already married, but John and I eloped in April and we're gonna actually have a very fun, large wedding celebration with our friends and family in November. So I gotta get the wedding dress and I'm really excited and I don't really know what I want for it. I am kind of feeling like an A-line style dress. If you watch Say Yes to the Dress, I did. That was like my show when I was little. So I definitely have my dresses that I liked, but I feel like my style has significantly changed. I'm no longer a, I think it was Panina Tournay. I think that was the name of the designer. It was all like these rhinestones. As a kid, I was obsessed with sparkles and I wanted one of those dresses so bad and they were like, <laughs> like absurdly expensive. <laughs> so I definitely, my style has changed, but I'll, I'll keep you guys updated how that goes. Maybe, hopefully I'll find the one tomorrow. I think that's Wednesday. We're going on Wednesday. Anyways, other updates. I took a really fun workout class today. It was, it's called Burn Boot Camp. If you live in South Florida, they have them in like Palm Beach, Jupiter, Stewart area. My friend owns a couple of locations and she had me come take one for fun with her and we got coffee after and it was like such a blast. She's really cool because I am learning like ever since college, I feel like I've made a lot of friends who are significantly older than me and I love that because I feel like it's cool to have people in my life who really inspire me and I look up to and are almost more of like a mentor in my life and so she's someone that God has definitely placed in my life as a mentor and she's like doing the whole thing and I really it's awesome so if you're feeling like a little uninspired look around you and see if there's anyone in your life who could be a mentor to you or who you could just get closer to who really inspires you they don't have to be a lot older they could be someone your age who's inspiring someone younger so that's been really cool to realize that in my life but anyways let's get into our episode you guys i'm so excited so our guest today is someone you probably already know and love. Her name is Janine Amapola. She is the founder of the Happy and Healthy Podcast. So Janine is a Texas-born YouTuber, speaker, and influencer, and she has just amazing advice for navigating your 20s and your just your faith. If you are interested in getting closer to the Lord or trying to find your faith and figure out what you believe, her podcast is a really great place to start. When I was getting back into my faith last year, I found her podcast and I loved it because she talks about things that a lot of people are afraid to talk about in the church community because they're afraid of being canceled. 
and I just love her realness and her vulnerability and I think it's really cool is and I'm really learning this is just to not be judgmental of other people truly truly I have seen just a lot of the times the church culture can be pretty judgmental and so a lot of the conversations that we have in this topic or this episode are surrounding just different things involving dating and sex as a Christian and I know that can be a pretty (laughs) a pretty iffy topic a lot of controversy there so I just want to preface this like end of the day You just got to pray to the Lord and ask him to lead you and guide you in decision making around around those things. And that's what I did. And I actually ended up having some conviction on my heart about different things. And I was able to go from there. But I just want you to feel that if you are doing things in the episode that we're like talking about not doing, please don't feel judged or shame or guilt because that's not from the Lord. And that is not our intention at all. So I just want to put that out there because you are so loved no matter where you are and I want you to know that we're all human beings, no one's perfect and even the most strongest Christians are not perfect. So please know that, please take the pressure off of yourself and sometimes when you feel that, feels kind of like guilt-ish but not really, it could be conviction. So just keep that in mind during this episode and I hope you love it. Let's get into this. And as always, if you have any questions or want to chat about anything we talk about on the episode today, feel free to DM me on Instagram at healthy but human pod and we can have a little conversation. I always have like very deep conversations on there. So please ask me anything. I'm here to chat and it is a judgment-free zone because we're all doing this thing and navigating life together and no one has the whole thing figured out. So let's get into today's episode with Janine. Let's welcome Janine to the podcast. So my name is Janine. I'm from Dallas. Um, I moved back here a little over two years ago. Um, I do podcasting. I do Instagram, YouTube. I started off actually with YouTube 10 plus years ago. So I've been around a little too long (laughs) and um, I will be an author at some point. I haven't haven't announced that officially, but I will be an author. And I just love to help women just be confident inside and out, definitely through God's way. So yeah. And I'm also 29 and getting married at the end of this year, which is so crazy. Congrats on your engagement. I listened to that whole episode about it and your story, and I'm so excited for you guys. That's such an exciting season to be in. Thank you. Yeah, it is so freaking crazy, but we're just like over the moon. It's a lot of planning, but it is so fun at the same time. Okay, so just quickly tell my listeners how you and Caleb first met. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, which version do I want to give the longer, the short? Um, so basically he had known about me for two years already. Um, I was living in California at the time and I was hanging out with one of my good friends, Allie. And this was a month before I was going to move back to Dallas. We were all at like a Valentine's day party that my girlfriends and I were all hosting. And, um, she tagged me in an Instagram story And he basically followed me from her account, but we had never like, you know, I didn't see that or anything, but he followed me and was like, okay, who's this girl? And I wasn't even living in Dallas at the time. He had already just moved back to Dallas. So he had like um, moved there in January. I moved there March. And so it was kind of crazy the whole timing of it all. And so I moved back to Dallas and never saw him for like over another like year and a half. 
And so July 4th, 2022 rolled around. So I'd already been living in Dallas for a year and a half or a little more than a year and a half. And I walked into this 4th of July party and he was the first person I had seen. And I had kind of gotten my heart broken, like a little, little less than a month and a half around that time. And so I was pretty sad. Like I was like grieving. I was like, oh my gosh, I thought I was going to be getting married by the end of this year. I was dating somebody for a year. It ended in like a really, really clean way. Like I respect him so much. I have nothing but good things to say about him, but you know, breakups are never fun. And, um, we saw each other and I immediately like hit my friend and I was like, who is that? And she was like, oh, that's Caleb. And she was like, don't even try. Like he's moving in two weeks. He is, um, he was younger at this time. So I was 28 and he was 23 at the time, which was such a, it was a five-year age gap. We're actually four and a half years age apart. And I was like, okay, nope, not doing that. Like, I'm not going to be a freak creeper and date a 23 year old. Well, we ended up getting engaged, but <laughs> to shorten the story, uh, we kept bumping into each other and I ended up finally following him back on Instagram because I realized he had already been following me. He asked me out on a date two weeks before he moved to California or sorry, to Florida. So he moved to Florida and we hung out almost every single day before he moved. And I was just like, I'm going to marry this man. Like I just knew it. And he is so absurdly mature for his age. Like every single person that meets him, they're like, dude, I would have never guessed you're 24 years old. Like he, he doesn't act 24 at all. That's amazing. Okay. Also, I know what you mean about the, I can just tell I'm going to marry this person because I was in this relationship for most of college and I could never imagine myself being with that person. Like I could, I can never imagine actually walking down the aisle. And I was like this, there's something off here. Cause I've been dating this person for so long, but like, there's just something that's not right. But then my current husband, I got married in April. So it's been pretty fresh, but oh, I didn't know you were married. Congrats. Also, <laughs> thank you. We, it's kind of different. Cause we did a little bit of just like an elopement and then we're getting our actual weddings in November. So it's kind of, I'm also in the wedding planning season. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, welcome. I wanted to go back to what you were saying though, about when you said that you just like when you were dating that guy, you were like, I can't imagine myself walking down the aisle. I felt the same way with my ex where, you know, we had a really great relationship, but it was interesting because we decided to keep really good boundaries the entire time. So we never even said, I love you. We never even said like, Hey, we are getting married. Like, I know you're the one, like we very much were like, Hey, we think that this is going down that route. We think that each other is a good fit for that. And then the longer we dated, the more I was like, I don't, I just don't know how same thing. Like, I don't know how I'm going to walk down the aisle and be like absolutely in love with you because I'm not already like, I'm not in love with you now. I think you're a great guy, but I wasn't like, it was really hard for me to picture myself being so swept off my feet by him on that day because we weren't already acting like that. And so mm -hmm. I can totally like see what you're saying when that, when that situation. Yeah. And so with Caleb, okay. What, what did the feeling feel like when you were like, I just knew he was the one. So anyone listening, who's kind of trying to navigate, is this the right person? How did it feel like for you? Yeah. And I think it's not a one size fits all approach because I think there are a lot of people that may listen to this and they may be like, well, I didn't have that feeling. So am I marrying the wrong person? And so I think that's not necessarily the message I want to preach of like, oh, when you know, you know, or God's going to give you all these things. And I do think that the Lord can highlight a certain person to you. And I think the Lord will give you peace and he'll give you clarity. 
But I mean, there was a feeling for me, but there was still a lot of wrestling. Like when I had the first date with him, I immediately knew something was different about him. I felt extremely comfortable, extremely safe. It felt so normal. It felt familiar. Like there was like this weird feeling that I was like, I feel like I've known you my whole life. And it was funny because two days before our first date, I asked my roommate, Maddie, at the time she was just about to get married. When she had met her fiance, I was like, when you met Grant, I was like, did it feel like you had known him your whole life on the first date? And she was like, yeah, like we instantly felt like best friends. And I was like, interesting. And so when I went on my first date with Caleb, it instantly felt like that. And I was like, wait, this is a feeling that I was like talking about. And we could just talk and talk and talk. And we had so much fun and I felt comfortable. And I, I know when I can pick on you and when I can like tease with you and I can kind of like roast you a little bit, I'm like, that's somebody like I want to marry. And, um, and then like, even though I felt those feelings of like, oh, wow, like I'm pretty sure this is my husband. Like I ran home to my roommate and I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to marry that guy. It didn't mean that it came easy. It didn't mean that we didn't have problems. It didn't mean that I still wrestled of like, well, God, is there someone else? Is this really the one? Is this really the best choice? So just to like clarify that for people that are listening, like it doesn't always come in the form of sunshines and rainbows and butterflies. It actually comes a lot of fear or a lot of like, is this it? Or God, is this the right one? Or questioning yourself because, you know, the enemy hates marriage. He hates marriage. So he's going to do anything to divide and separate and to stop a godly marriage. Yeah. And I mean, I can even speak on that in marriage. I mean, people always talk about the honeymoon phase and I can say for a fact, we've been married for like two months and we have definitely had a lot of bickering conflict. It hasn't been this perfect smooth road, but, and I've talked to a couple other friends who just got married, same thing. And it's like the enemy, I felt it. The enemy has tried to pull us apart. And in the conflict, we've started to be like, okay, the enemy wants us to get further and further apart. So we got to press in with love. And that's how navigating conflict in marriage, that's how I found really helps is instead of coming out from a place of fear, it's like, oh, I'm going to come out of it with a place of love because mm -hmm. the enemy is that. And so it always works. So I love that because even in the dating phase and Gary engaged marriage, like there's still going to be stuff that comes up for sure. For sure. And I think that's something that girls need to be aware of is that, you know, then they get into marriage and then they're like, wait, this is harder than I was expecting. Did I marry the wrong person? Is this unhealthy? Is this wrong? Like, I think there needs to be a normalization and an open conversation about this type of stuff, because I think a lot of girls get into marriage and then they're like, this isn't what I was expecting, or I'm disappointed, or why doesn't this fulfill me? Or why is this harder than no one ever told me about, you know? And so it's almost like, Hey, conflict will be inevitable. Conflict will arise, but it's, how do you handle the conflict? Like, how are you guys going to resolve the conflict? And so I think that is what is more important and what needs to be talked about. Yeah, for sure. There's a really good book that it's awesome for wherever you are in a relationship. It's called Keep Your Love On. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but no, no. Oh my gosh. It's so good. I'm blanking on who wrote it, but it's like, oh my gosh, changed my life. Um, right. okay, kind of moving on. So tell me about how does it feel to be engaged? It's so crazy. I mean, I think again, like it's so fun. Like I, I still stare at my ring every single day and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm engaged. And it's literally my dream ring. And he just did so amazing. And I think also what's just been really interesting is that, you know, like I'm sure maybe you've heard this or whatever, but 
people want to kind of cast their opinions and their fears onto you. And so I remember, you know, people being like, oh my gosh, engagement is the hardest thing ever. It is literally the worst season. I hate it so much. Like I have not heard a single person, maybe one person tell me that they liked engagement. And I've been like, dang, that's like kind of a bummer. And so I didn't really know what to expect, but honestly, like we love it. Like, yeah, this is not like a temporary place. Like obviously this is a transitional phase to when we're like then going into our permanent place, but it's really fun because it's opening up freely. These, these conversations that we couldn't talk about before, you know, like in dating, we were like, Hey, we're not going to tell each other like all about our finances. We're going to make, maybe keep that more, you know, private until we feel, feel fully, fully confident that we are getting married. And so now it's actually been really fun to be like, Hey, like, this is how much money I'm making. And this is the decisions I'm doing. And we're learning to like merge our lives. And it's just made me respect him so much more. And he, I've just seen him rise up as a leader and as a God-fearing man, like 20 billion times more. And it's really cool. Like it's cool seeing our lives merge, but it's also really weird because you're like, we're still not one. We're still not, you know, having sex. We're still not living together. We're still trying to honor God in the process of engagement, but it's this weird dichotomy, but it's actually just like so fun. Like I'm loving it. I'm loving like dress shopping and chatting with my bridesmaids and my bachelorette party's coming up soon. So I'm just like so excited. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. I kind of was, I mean, my engagement, I was telling Janine before this was so, I mean, it was so short. I got engaged in March and I was engaged for maybe, what was that? One month. That's <laughs> so awesome. But like even during it, I think I definitely had the feelings of, okay, can we just get married already? But I think what was really cool about it was learning to work together as a team on different decisions. I mean, planning a wedding, there's so many just nitty gritty details. And I think what's super cool is you're getting to learn how to work together as a team and how to compromise and how to respect each other in decision-making. And like you said, getting to learn more about each other, especially the finances. I think that was a conversation that was definitely difficult, I think for me personally, um, but it was, it's really cool. And so I love that you have such a positive approach on it. Cause I feel like, like you're saying, people are so negative. They're like, it's so stressful. It's overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, in terms of actually like setting boundaries and stuff, I'm really curious, how have you and Caleb navigated that within your relationship? Yeah. Like ba physical boundaries or just what, like boundaries all around? Just in general, I think a lot of people have those questions, just how do I set boundaries and then what, I mean, I want to hear your thoughts on biblical boundaries, kind of where you're yeah. at too. Absolutely. I mean, I'm definitely a boundaries girl because I had a past relationship where I had zero boundaries and it left me absolutely wrecked, absolutely heartbroken and taken advantage of. And it just, I just feel like when there's a lack of boundaries, that is just going to cause way more chaos and confusion. And so I think the reason why our relationship has been really healthy and has been done right is because we have both had boundaries and we both had them before we met each other. So, it, and of course we had to discuss them like, Hey, what are your boundaries? What are mine? Maybe there's one he had that I didn't or vice versa. But I just think that the communication aspect, again, what you were saying is so, so important to honor somebody's boundaries because there may be a boundary that I have that I'm like, Hey, I'm not willing to do blank. 
And if he was wanting to push that, that would be like a red flag for me, you know? And so right off the bat, you know, we basically discussed, like I told him like, Hey, I want to let you know that I am not wanting to kiss you until we become officially boyfriend and girlfriend. Now that boundary actually got broken accidentally. There's like a funny story with that. Like he had no intentions of pushing my boundaries, but there was a miscommunication. He ended up kissing me anyway. And I was like, wait a minute. I was like, you just, you, I was like, wait, I wasn't ready to do that. And he was like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, I told you. And there was like this big miscommunication about it. But we basically right off the bat, we're very clear. And also me being a Christian and him being a Christian, I I knew that that those were going to be his boundaries as well. So we decided right off the bat, like, hey, we're not going to do anything past kissing. So no physical like boundaries past kissing. So like, obviously our clothes aren't going to be coming off. Our hands aren't going to be wandering. Like we're just not going to do anything beyond kissing. Um, We're not going to move in together until marriage. We're not going to share like certain, you know, aspects of our life, whether that is like, especially finances, like, Hey, I'm not going to tell you how much I make until we know that we are officially getting married. So there's just certain conversations and even saying, I love you. Like he told me, I love you way, way, way before I did. And I was just like wanting to really slow that down and make sure that I genuinely knew I could back that up because I didn't want to just flippantly be like, yeah, I love you because I think that holds a lot of value and weight. And so until I could genuinely mean that and back that up and say, like, I want to love you for the rest of my life, I don't want to say that. And even that, you know, I didn't do that perfectly because I did end up saying that and I broke up with him a week later. So I can't say that I did that perfectly, but I, you know, still always knew, like, I do want to be with this person. I just wrestled a lot. Um, and I just think there's a, there's a protection of not rushing things or putting the cart before the horse and having certain boundaries on conversations and, and church and stuff. Like even like spiritually, there's certain boundaries of, you know, how much do you let into them with your own personal walk with the Lord? Or when do you guys pray together? How often do you guys pray together? Is your relationship with Jesus becoming his relationship? So there's just certain safeguards I think you need to have. And um, you're welcome to ask any questions or expand on anything that I already said, because I just talked a lot. Yeah, no, it was amazing. I love it. I think I want to know. So I think this is a question I get a lot is why is why is sex for marriage so bad? And this is something that I definitely dabbled with my, or not dabbled, I struggled with because I remember when I was getting back in my walk with the Lord, I was still having sex for marriage. And I was like, why is this so bad? Like, I don't understand. So, and even if you have any thoughts on that, I'd love to hear them. For sure. And, you know, I'm coming from my own perspective of also, I had not waited for marriage. I had a previous relationship, like in college a long, long time ago when I didn't wait for marriage and I got to firsthand see the consequences of that, the, the, the confusion that caused me the stress, the anxiety, the shame and the guilt. And I think that was because I knew it was wrong. And so I was more aware of like that being wrong. Now, if someone isn't raised up in the church or they're not raised to think like, Hey, maybe not, or maybe waiting for marriage would be a better idea, or maybe not waiting for marriage would be a bad idea. Then typically your conscious or your, your, um, like, I guess, guilt meter isn't going to really be as high because no one around you is saying like, Hey, it's maybe not the best thing. But for me growing up in the church and growing up in a family where, you know, my parents kind of tried to say, Hey, like, we really want you to wait till marriage. That was like my goal for my whole life. But I think now, now being on the other side of being like, okay, I didn't wait for marriage and I'm re-waiting for marriage. I just see 
the absolute blessing that it has caused in my relationship because sex often does cloud our judgment. It, it bonds you. There's so many chemicals that are released. It's not even just biblical, but scientifically there's oxytocin, oxytocin that's released. There's bonding chemicals that are released. And I just believe that God wants us to be bonded to one person and one person only because it does say in the Bible, like we join our souls with somebody there. I'm not saying there's like a spiritual tie, but there can be spiritual ties that are formed with somebody. And I got to see that when I did that the wrong way with somebody where it caused so much confusion. It, it was so much harder for me to break up with this person or to end relationships with this person, because I was like, but I, I slept with him. Like, I feel like I'm supposed to be with him now. Like, mm -hmm. so, and if maybe that's not always everybody's story, because some people are just like, I don't, I don't see the big deal. And I think that totally makes a lot of sense, but I think there's a lot of protection and safety when you are with one person in a covenant, because when you are outside of marriage, that's just not God's design. When the person can just leave whenever they want, it kind of cheapens God's design. I think when you are in a covenant covenant marriage, there's going to be weird, awkward things that happen when you're possibly having sex, you know, things are uncomfortable. There's weirdness, there's sounds, there's all sorts of things where like, you want that to be in a healthy, loving, godly relationship where, you know, that person's not just going to leave you or they're bored of you, or they're like, I want variety, or I want another person to come into this, or I want to be able to watch porn when we're doing this, or I want to be able to bring tools into this. And to each their own when it comes into that conversation. But I think there's a certain sacredness and beauty that God designed for a man and a woman in a marriage to have to where it's safe. If she gets pregnant, it's okay. We're in a marriage. He's not going to flee. He's not going to run away. He's not freaked out. There's just a certain amount of safety. And I think when it's taken outside of marriage, it's taken outside of God's design. And that's where the enemy, Satan comes to kind of rob and steal, kill and destroy. He cheapens it. He lessens it. He makes people feel like, oh, this is just an action you do. It's just kind of whatever. When I think it's meant to be so much more, it's a beautiful, sacred thing that's meant to procreate. It's meant to bond somebody. It's meant to create one. Like that's why they say in the um, olden times, like, did you guys consecrate or is it con consummate? the marriage, because it is what solidifies, like we are officially one. It's two souls, two bodies, two people becoming one. And when it's done outside of marriage, you're becoming kind of one, but you're not really one because you're not underneath a covenant. And so I'm sorry, that's a long winded answer. And there's so much more to say to that, but um, yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts on any of that. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters, because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. <laughs> This is so good. I was just thinking, I was like, yes, preach. <laughs> um, but I think for me, like something that I really have learned just throughout the entire process of figuring it out, of figuring out and just 
Because basically what happened for me is I was convicted twice about it. And the first time I was simply just so confused slash in denial about it all. I was like, I don't get what's so wrong with this. But then the second time when it happened, I remember my one of my friends actually, we had just become we had just become friends. Like this was our second time ever hanging out. And she, I remember this was such a hard thing for her to <laughs> for her to tell me. I mean, this, she barely knew me. She's like, I just feel. And this was out of no place of judgment at all. So mm. she's like, I just feel like the Holy Spirit has just, have just put this on my heart. They're like, I just, well, actually, you know what? Backtrack a little bit. I brought the conversation about sex before marriage up because she's married already. And then mm. she was like, I've just been feeling this laid on my heart by the Holy Spirit to talk to you about this, about having sex before marriage. And it was really cool because I already been convicted about it. And wow. so I brought it up and I was able to ask her, hey, so what? what's really different about sex in marriage versus sex out of marriage? Because same thing, she'd also had sex before being married and she had all this different insight on it. And it was just really cool because it was a hard thing to hear. Cause in that moment I was like, I know that God is telling me to wait. I know that this is confirmation. Mm -hmm. And it was really, really hard to be like, I'm gonna be obedient and I need to trust him in this. But something that I realized in the process is my initial question of why is this so bad? I think, okay, I look at it, I look at sin like this. It's not like God is putting these mean guidelines or mean rules on our lives to make us not have any fun. I mean, he literally created sex. He created exactly it's him being a father and trying to protect us from darkness entering our lives. Because when we have sex for marriage, when we do certain things, we're opening doors in the spiritual realm that could bring in darkness. And so it's mm. him trying to protect us. And that is something that I had to learn. And I was like, okay, I'm seeing this from a different perspective. It's not, oh, he doesn't want me to have any fun. It's not, oh, I have to follow these rules to be considered a quote unquote good Christian. It's yeah. God wants to protect me as his child. So that's something Amen. that I had that realization and it was so helpful and just gave me so much peace in the decision. And I'm also curious too, because this is something that I had to navigate, people's opinions. So how do you navigate people putting their opinions on your relationship, especially with boundaries, if maybe they don't understand why you're waiting, if they don't understand, I don't know if that's something you have to navigate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a good question. And I just wanted to say something to what you said a second ago, because you're, you're absolutely right. Like, Everything that God does as a loving father is to protect us. It's never to prevent us from having fun because what you said, God is the inventor of sex. Like he loves sex. He's so pro sex. But I think when we take it outside of marriage, it cheapens his original design. And so God's like, wait, no, like I'm not wanting to shame you or condemn you if you've done it or if you enjoy it, because he's like, it's meant to be for your enjoyment. Like God wouldn't have made it and been like, oh, go do this thing that feels super painful and everybody hates. Like he wouldn't make us do that. Like he made it enjoyable for a reason, but I think it's exactly what you're saying. Like it is for our betterment and for our protection. And I think usually when people do put their opinions on me or when people question me or they're like, why this, why that? You know, I like to pose the question back to them and I'm saying, okay, like this is the way that I'm doing it, but the way you're doing it, how is that working for you? How does that make you feel? Have you seen that to be something that has worked and gone well for you? because I can only look back at my testimony in my life and I can say, yeah, that didn't work for me. Like anytime I didn't follow what God told me to do, it never was good for me. Like it always left me feeling less than or cheapened or, or full of shame or guilt, or it just, it wasn't God's best. And so I think that I just want to pose the question back to people of doing what, even what you did, where you prayed about it, you felt conviction, you asked somebody, Hey, what do you think about this? I think 
people should just not harden their hearts and close their hearts off. Be open and be willing to be challenged in this and think about your own life and be like, how has this gone for me? How, how does this make me feel? How does it make me feel knowing that, you know, a guy is coming into my life, using me for sex and then leaving, or maybe it's not just a random person, but you know, I just think maybe ask yourself, how has that gone for me? And I think just asking yourself also, like, is there a better way? And I would say, yes, I think there's a better way that God has laid out for us. And I'm, ex I'm getting to finally experience that and say, wow, this is so much more like life-giving and freeing. And even within the conversation of sex, like, I feel like because Caleb and I are waiting, we have gotten to know each other so much more. Like, we are able to see, can we have fun apart from physicality, apart from having sex, apart from doing all these things? Like, and the answer is yes. Like, we love to hang out with each other. We love to talk. We love to play pickleball. Like, so it's even asking yourself, like, are you and this guy or are you and this girl, like, do you guys like hanging out with each other apart from just having sex or is sex the only commonality and reason why you guys are staying together? So there's a lot of questions in there, but I just feel like at the end of the day, the Bible talks about like, if I am living for people's approval, I'm no longer a servant of Christ. And that's a biblical verse in there. So it's like the only way to cancel out fear of man is to fear God. And like, I don't really necessarily care or need to approve, have a people's approval because they're not my master. They're not my God. Like they're not the one I'm serving. And so like, it really doesn't matter at, at the end of the day, only people that are around me that know me, that's the people that I care about. And, and God, like it's those two people. Wow. I love that. And I'm pretty sure I read that verse like several days ago. <laughs> you it's so up. good. I kind of butchered like, it a little bit, but it's true. I, it's always, it's always how it works. I feel like God reveals just like very specific scripture and it comes up like several days later in such cool ways. It's so yeah. Cool. I love that. I love when he does that. It's so cool. And in terms of, cause I, I love that you touched on it's like the people in your life. And I, I just, it made me think of our inner circle, how important it is to protect who's in our inner circle. Do you have just any tips on how to find your people and how to keep, how to actually figure out, okay, who's in my inner circle? And then who do I keep a little bit further away from me in friendships? Hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This is definitely something I'm learning a lot, especially in engagement season, because you really are starting to see like, okay, who's really there for me and who's not, or who wants just to have some benefits out of this and who genuinely is there to serve. And so I think when you, when it comes to finding people, I mean, I have some of the most amazing people around me and I'm so blessed. I feel so lucky, but none of that comes easy. Like none of that came with just an overnight thing. Like it takes years of investment and phone calls and voice memos, coffee dates, people, you know, sewing into each other. And so I think the people that you want to keep in your life are the people that are literally there for you when it's really, really good. And when it's really, really bad, because sometimes I see certain friends that they're there when you only have the wins because they're like, yay, like, her, her podcast is thriving and she's in, she's married. But then when crap hits the fan, it's like, okay, but then like, where are you now? Like I I'm crying. I'm, I'm frustrated. I really need someone to pray for me to, you know, bring me food when I'm feeling really down. And then those people are nowhere to be found. Or there's the people that only are excited when you're down and they're loving when you have some drama in your life or when crap hits the fan or they just want to hear the tea or they love misery misery loves company so they're like yay she's miserable with me too but when it gets really really good and your podcast is thriving again nowhere to be found 
And so I think you got to really look at those people, examine and take an audit of like, okay, who is there for me in the highs and the lows? Who's there for me when the, with the wins and the failures. And those are the people that you want to be around you and people that are willing to lay their life down for you, to sacrifice for you, to pray over you, to show up for you, to follow through with you, to be intentional. They're not just bopping in and bopping out whenever they're not just calling you once every two months. It's the people that are like, Hey, hello. Like text me back. Like, where are you? Like, I know you said this, like I'm following up with you or, Hey, you told me to follow up with you on this. Here I am following up. It's people that are intentional and they're making time for you, making space for you. And I can genuinely say I have so many amazing people in my life doing that, but there are certain people that I'm, I'm taking notes of like, Hey, like I really was expecting you and hoping that you would show up in this season and you're not. And it's a really good reminder that not everyone's always going to be there. They may well just be there for a certain season. It's kind of a bummer, but you kind of have to be okay with that. Yeah, that's so good. All of that. Do you have any, so for someone who maybe is moving to a new city, going to college for the first time and is starting from square one again, do you have any tips for just starting off the process? Because I know I just, I'm like I said, I moved about like eight months ago, I moved here in December and okay. start from square one. And I, it's been a learning process, but I want to hear your, hear your place. Do you have any tips for that? Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I did the move too. I've moved twice in my life and it did feel like starting over, but I think it's just the cliche phrase that comes to my mind is giving yourself grace because it is really true. It takes so much time and it honestly takes statistically, they say about one to two years to finally feel settled into a city. So if you're like six months in and you're like, wait, like I thought I'd be having five besties by now. Like, I'm like, okay, girl, like no worries. It, it won't take that fast unless, you know, something really incredible happens. But my advice to people is I always say, I'm like, just say yes. Like say yes to everything. Say yes to the workout class. Say yes. If someone invites you somewhere, if a church says, Hey, we have a single night singles nights, I'm like, say yes and go like, you don't know what's going to happen by putting yourself out there and by going in places you wouldn't normally go to and be extra friendly, like be nice to the girl at the coffee shop that is serving you or say hi to her continually or try a new workout class and be willing to say hi to your neighbor instead of just going there and sitting on your phone, go look at the girl, be like, Hey, like I've noticed you come here a lot. Where are you from? Like, what's your name and get her number. Like you've kind of got to be willing to be uncomfortable and put yourself out there and maybe face some rejection, but like no one's going to do anything great and massive. If you're always afraid of rejection or being afraid of being uncomfortable. So you've really got to put yourself out there and know that it takes time and, and don't be like ashamed to do things like Bumble BFF, or you can join my Geneva chat, or maybe join her community on her workout pages and stuff, because there's so many incredible people around us that we just pass up because we're like, no, like they wouldn't want to be my friend or they're too cool for me, or maybe they're too, in a different walk of life. It's like, you never know, like why not try? So say yes. I mean, it just made me even think about you and Caleb because imagine if you just been like, oh, he's five years, four and a half years younger than me. Like, no, I mean, my best friend here, she's, I'm 23. She's like, I don't even know, like 30. And I mean, we're like best friends. I, in my, I never would have imagined like I'd be friends with someone who's like, I mean, in high school, I'd be like, oh, I'm friends with someone two years older than me. That's crazy. So yeah. you just got to give people chances. And I mean, I even have noticed this in my, in my young adults thing in my church is I remember the first time I ever went to young adults, I walk in there and I'm just like, I'm kind of in my, I moved, I lived in New York city for like five months right before this. And so I was kind of in my New York city, just stone cold face era. And I just kind of walk in and I'm just like, 
I don't know. It doesn't really look, doesn't really look like my people in here. And then <laughs> I was like, you know what? We're going to go again. And now I have so many like close, close friends just from my young adults and my church. And these are people that I would have never, ever been like immediate. You're going to be my best friend. Mm. And it's giving people chances and never judging someone by how they look, how they dress, what their job is, how old they are, because you just never know. And I've just started looking at, this is really changed my perspective, is looking at every person on this planet earth and being like, God made you and he has a purpose for this person. Like how for yeah. cool is that? Every person on this planet earth is one of God's kids and he made them. And it's just looking at people in less of a judgmental way and more of, okay, open, love, acceptance, like you could yeah. be my friend. I think that's been really, really game changing for me too. I love that. And I think that's so true. Like, I think something that I've even recently adopted is that every single person you meet has something to teach you, has something to give you. And so it's not like you're looking down upon them being like, oh, like you don't do anything for me. I'm like, no, I can guarantee you that person has a background, a life experience, a story that you could also benefit from and you could learn from. And exactly what you're saying, whether they're 10 years older, 10 years younger, like, and, and it's so funny because um, I actually talked about this on my Instagram yesterday. I was reading 1 Samuel 16. And the verse that I read was that man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And it's like, it's so true that we go into a room and we're like, oh, I don't think that she'd be my friend based off of her appearance. I'm like, that is so messed up. Like, watch that girl be your best friend one day, watch her teach you something, watch her have a life skill or an ability or something that she could bless you with too. And so I think that's such a great reminder to like never go in a room and judge someone off their outward appearance, but like instead get to know their heart the way that God does. Absolutely. I love that so much. And I also want to touch on what you were saying earlier about how we how it's like you have to be uncomfortable sometimes. And I always say that. I mean, we don't grow by being comfortable. Mm -mm. That's how complacency enters the chat. So <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And do you have any tips on just how to navigate? Okay, if anyone's struggling with feeling like they want people's approval and maybe that's kind of a battle they're constantly walking through, do you have any tips on how to stop caring what people think? Yeah. And to be honest, I think it's something that we will forever face. Like, I don't even think that that's something that we can 100% overcome. And so I don't want to give anybody a false hope because we're humans. Like we are humans, humans crave other people's opinions. And I think it's a good thing too, because at some points, you know, you do want the approval of some people, but you want the approval of your close people people around you, because the Bible does talk about so much that where there is counsel, there is wisdom, there's protection. So, you know, it would be a little bit crazy if you were just like, ah, screw everybody. I'm going to do whatever I want. Freak you all. And you just end up walking into some pitfalls or just some downfalls because you don't care about people's opinions. So I think it matters whose opinion are you getting? Those are the people that matter because we should have counsel. We should have wisdom. We should have people's uh, wisdom speaking into our lives. Now, when it's a random person online, I love the whole like trend on TikTok of like being delusional. It's like, yeah, like be freaking delusional. Like imagine if no one is watching that video, like who cares? Like maybe one person doesn't like you, two people, 10,000 people don't like you, but there's, I can guarantee you plenty of other people who do like you. And maybe your message isn't for, you know, everybody, but it's for somebody and that somebody still matters just as much. And so I think that's like what helped me 
break free from it was like, I know my podcast. I know Janine Amapola is not everybody's cup of tea. And that's okay because I'm somebody's cup of tea. I'm Caleb's cup of tea. I'm my friend's cup of tea. And so that's the tea is that you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but that's okay. Like they don't have to like you. They don't have to love you, but somebody else will. And there's so many billions of people in this world that there's just, it's just not even humanly possible for us to like everybody. Like it's okay. Like, cause there's sometimes times where like, I look at someone's content and I'm like, yeah, that's not for me. And that's okay. But that content is for somebody else. And so I think it's just like finding the approval from the right people. And again, knowing that it only matters what God thinks of you. And it matters what your close friends and how they are speaking life into you, but random people, it's like, they should not have enough equity to mess up your day. Like you, you don't give them that much control to ruin and wreck your day. Like you've really, really got to check that and pray over that because no one should have that much control over you. Yeah. And I, I actually talked about this a couple of weeks ago on my podcast about where are we putting our identity in? And I think a lot of the time yeah. it's like, if we're putting our identity in the approval of man, I mean, that is putting your identity in something that's always going to change. And there's no consistency in that. And like, for me, I used to always put my identity in, it was what people thought about me on social media. Oh, is my account blowing up? Oh, did this go viral? How many likes did I get? And then I realized that is going to be a very freaking shaky foundation of that. Yeah. My identity, my worth in what I'm listening to. And it's when I kind of looked at, okay, I'm going to challenge myself to put my identity in the Lord. And I mean, that's in my eyes, in my opinion, easier, easier said than done. I mean, we have so many things always trying to grab for our identity and our attention, but truly, truly, when I have asked the Lord, Hey God, is this what you want from my life? Hey God, is this making you happy? Yeah. Is this what you're going to see from me? Like that's when there's consistency in that foundation. It's a strong foundation. And into the day, it's what it's God's approval that matters. And I love what you said though, about whose opinions are you listening to in your inner circle, especially because counsel is a huge thing. And I mean, everyone's going to have an opinion, but it, it comes down to, okay, being mindful about who am I going to listen to? Who am I going to have advice from? Because I mean, even God can speak through people. So that's really cool. And I love that so much what you said about that. Yeah. And I think it's just really, I think it's really helpful and important to pause before you make a decision or and before you're doing something and literally just stop and ask yourself, like, why am I doing this? And 90% of the time, if you were genuinely honest, you would say it's because I want to impress somebody. It's because I want this, my ex to say, wow, she's doing big things or my ex best friend to be like, oh my gosh, she's actually better off without me or whatever. Like you've really got to actually be honest with yourself and pause and take an audit and say, you know what? I am not doing this because I a genuinely want to, or B I feel God has called me to do that. I am doing that because I want someone to approve of me or people to like clap for me or give me an applause. And so I think if we were brutally honest with ourselves, we would find that more often than not, we are doing things to make people like us. And these people don't really need to like us anyway. You know, it's like, why are we doing things for people that don't really care anyway? Yeah, that's so good, especially for anyone who works on social media or <laughs> it's hard though. I'm going to say oh, it's difficult. <laughs> it's so hard. I always catch myself doing it too. I'm like trying to post this like Films like perfectly aesthetic beach vlog. And then I'm like, I like, yeah. And I think it's like just a reminder to ourselves, like this is a journey. Like there will never be a perfect finish line, but I do think that we can make so much progress in this when we just gave ourselves these reminders of knowing like, and I, I mean, 
I'm even proud of myself. Like I have come so far with people pleasing. Am I perfect at it? Still? Absolutely not. But I do think that there can be a lot of progress, but I don't know if this is ever going to be 100% a finish line, unless you literally are just that amazing. Like, I don't know how you do that. You can give me tips because I don't know how to make that a perfect finish line, to be honest. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's like every day, just realizing it is a battle. I mean, this isn't, this isn't just flesh. I mean, we're literally battling with the spiritual realm every single day. And it was really cool because my church talked about this last weekend, all the different weapons that we as Christians have against the enemy. So just putting reminders wherever you need it to remind yourself, I am fighting a battle that's not flesh and blood. So not to be like super deep there, but mm. it's true. I mean, something as simple as wanting someone, your ex's approval on an Instagram post could literally be the enemy planting that idea in your mind, to get you to go down a dark spiral again. So it's being really, really just mindful of what are the thoughts I'm letting in my mind? What are the thoughts I'm letting run through my mind right now? And using those weapons and using the armor of God. And anytime you feel like you're struggling with the wanting someone's approval or trying to please people, praying to God about it and getting his getting his guidance because he's here to help us and he's here to guide us down his path and yeah I mean the reason I named my podcast healthy be human is because like we are all humans and we're not perfect so it's like giving yourself yeah. grace down the journey because it's not a linear walk it's up and down it's like hiking through mountains and sometimes when you're about to reach this new level it's like it feels like you're trying to pull yourself up a super steep cliff and there's mm. so much just attack going on from all the sides it feels really difficult but it's just in those moments like keep pressing it <laughs> keep yeah, yeah, I'm like, you tell them. <laughs> I'm like, keep pressing in and just, it just, it's, it's so cool. So yeah, that was my little rant. Yeah, no, I love that. And I think it's so true because if you really think about it, like if the enemy can use people to cause you to shrink back from fulfilling your calling and your purpose, like he'll do it. Like if you are on the brink of freedom or on the brink of like, I'm going to start this ministry, I'm finally going to start this nonprofit. And then you're like, oh, but like, what if, what if people think I'm weird or what if like, of course, the enemy is going to use it like anything to prevent you from fearing God and fearing him only in fulfilling the purpose and calling that he has for you. He's going to use even if that is people close to you, your parents, your boyfriend, your friends that are like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And you're like, yeah, it's dumb. And I'm still going to do it. You know, so it's just like the enemy is so tactical. And he knows what we are prone to cave into. And so if that's people's opinions. Like, yeah, he's going to let these people chirp in your ear and it's going to continue to marinate in your brain and you're going to be like maybe I shouldn't do it maybe I shouldn't and I'm like no you should if it's a godly god honoring decision you should do it mm. have you read screw tape letters I have not but I've heard so many good things about it I need to audiobook that one it just I just got reminded of it I just started it but it's all about this it's basically like it's like it's like made up I guess but it's like the enemy basically writing to his apprentice how to turn pull a Christian away from the Lord. And it's just super interesting because it's just giving me a new perspective of how the enemy is using all these old tactics to just slime his way into our brain without mm. us realizing it. So that's what, if anyone listening, screw tape letters, it's, it's been really good so far. I haven't finished it, but it's good. Yeah, I'm gonna get that one on audiobook. That's a good reminder. I needed a new audiobook listen. So that's a good- it's a so good interesting. I read yeah. it so though and I probably shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, it'll, I've heard it will kind of like mess you up a little bit. Cause you're like, wait, are they coming for me? <laughs> like, why are my dreams so weird? <laughs> yeah, you're like, um, I'm scared all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so good. You also just really 
inspired me because I've been really nervous to I've been feeling really called for like the past year to do this thing called Pilates in prayer where I basically have on my studio I have a Pilates because I add affirmations into my workouts and I've been really wanting to add Christian affirmations and talk more about God and maybe do like a little Bible study once a month in my community but I've been like oh really gosh. nervous about it because do it and even on YouTube doing like Christian workouts, but I've just been feeling so nervous, but that just like was literally God speaking to me. So, mm. oh my gosh, please do that. That'd be so, so amazing. I remember when I was trying to figure out, I was con like not converting. I was transitioning from just doing traditional social media to creating Christian content. And I, I remember feeling that same tension of like, oh, but like, what about my old audience? What about my old things that I used to do, but now I want to do this. And I mean, I think there's can be a balance, but I mean, I'm like, do not let the enemy like keep your mouth shut, you know, like do that. And you don't know who, who you're going to bless with that. That's so good. I didn't realize that you transitioned. I, I, for some reason, always thought you did Christian content. No, no. The Lord wow. has been so great to me. <laughs> okay. That is inspiring. Cause I think that's been something I've been like so nervous about and I've slow, I mean, the podcast didn't start out as a Christian podcast. Like I've started just dropping more and more like seeds in there talking about God. And it's been really cool how he's used it because I was so nervous the first time I ever talked about my faith on the podcast. And then it's just been so, so freaking cool, but I haven't, I want to do it on my studio more. So no, that's awesome. Go. Take those baby steps and like, don't rush the process if you don't want to, but I think that'd be so amazing. And I'm, I'm sure so many girls will be blessed by your opinion and even by your journey, because I think a lot of girls are where you are and they're like, Hey, how do I like figure this out? How do I start opening up about my faith as well? So I think that'd be a really cool thing to like bring your audience into. Thanks. Yeah. I'm excited. I was listening to your podcast, the most recent one yesterday and oh my gosh, it like convicted me about, I can't remember what exactly you were talking about, but it was just like, it was, oh my gosh, it was something about, I'm like blanking on it, but it was just about like not waiting, like not um, like it was being like, I don't know. It was like being, is it my latest episode about yeah. like American gospel and minute and ministry. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Was it when I was talking about like sharing the gospel and just being bold yes. and like, sharing your story? Yeah. Oh, I felt yeah. so convicted. I was like, mm, okay, this is good. Mm. <laughs> 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 oh, that's funny. I love that. I'm, I'm so glad that helped. <laughs> that was great. Um, okay. Before we go, is there anything else you want to share and you, where can my listeners find you also? Yeah. So, I mean, I do share, like, I love to talk about all these different types of topics as well on my podcast called happy and healthy. So I love that we both have happy in ours, uh, but mine is called happy and healthy. And mine really is the goal of helping women just thrive in life mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. So I post on there every single Tuesday. I post on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and yeah, that's where you can find me. And I love, I interact with my followers all the time. So feel free to shoot me a DM. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. I hope you loved it and took so much out of our conversation with me and Janine. Definitely go check out her podcast. We did a podcast swap on happy and healthy. So I'll be doing more of being interviewed on her podcast. And we have such a good deep conversation there as well. Also go follow my podcast on Instagram at healthy but human pod. Tag me listening in your stories. I'll be sure to repost you. And if you ever have any questions, seriously, please ask me anything. I'll be there to chat with you and help you out in your journey. So I'll see you next week. Have the best day ever. Next week's episode will be dropping on Wednesday back to our usual schedule. And yeah, have the best day. Keep shining and stay healthy but human. Bye my gorgeous queen.